Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve, and you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast and a reverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. So, what is this? You said you want to take a deep, deep dive? Open the eyes, pull up the hood. We want to dive deep into the world of bridal show extravaganzas. I figured it's, it is that time of the year where we all roll up our sleeves. We've kind of finished maybe uh, polishing up our websites, re- revisiting branding, marketing material. And uh, some of us might just be considering uh, doing a bridal show or I believe some some people call them um, something else. There's another name for a bridal show. Do they call them bridal shows where you are, Steve? I have no idea where you're going with this one, Dustin. I'm going to let you hang. <laughs> no. You got a joke here? You got a joke? You no, joke I, was me? Being, I was being serious. I, I don't, this is a serious podcast, Steve. I do not play around. I, I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. They're called bridal shows. Okay. Wedding expos, maybe? Wedding expos. There you go. You got it. Just took you a while. So have you ever done one? Let's start there. Yes. Have you ever done one, Dustin? Uh, yeah. I've, I did one every year for the first few years we started. Uh, we always did a different one. Oh, New York? Uh, I did one in New York, yep. The greatest city in the world? Uh, but that was actually before I was in photography. I did that as a DJ. I'm just going to add a record scratch and cut out everything you said. <laughs> What, uh, t- give me a little history, a little origin story, Stephen, on the uh, bridal show circuit you guys went down. We've only done a few bridal shows. We did not find them to be that helpful. So we did not continue doing them. But we sometimes like to go to bridal shows just to meet other vendors and talk to people, which I'm sure other vendors hate when you do that. Yeah, so we did that last year. We went to a bridal show and just kind of walked around and like networked with the other vendors. And other photographers were so pissed um, that we were doing that. Why? At least the, they were just like, it made it feel like it was sort of this exclusive club that they had paid to be in and that we did not belong that we were, we were taking up air that was meant to be breathed by those more worthy. Was it a free bridal show or was it anybody can come? I don't know if there is such a thing as a free bridal show around here. They, uh, they're all like 10 bucks to get in. Oh my gosh, you paid $10 to get in and network? <laughs> no. Um, I just call whoever's putting on the show and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing your show next year. Can you uh, send me some tickets so I can check it out? That's a great hack, Dustin. So for anybody out there who wants to save $10, just uh, pretend like you want to do a bridal show and you can get in for free. That's the secret bridal show menu brought to you exclusively here on the Wedding Photo Hangover. This is better than the Chipotle secret menu, I would say. Certainly better queso. Or second hack. Second hack, are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. If you want to get into a bridal show and not pay, most bridal shows, if asked by a participating vendor uh they will give you free tickets uh to like give away thus to promote the show um on social media so i'll always ask a vendor that i know who's in the show also hey do you have any extra tickets that they gave you uh for free so i can come by and then i'll always offer to like take a picture of their booth or something like that in return typically that works too which is another hack that you probably don't know about you're going to need five smoke bombs and all black clothing, <laughs> and you're going to need to stick to the shadows. Or this hack, this one I don't recommend, but this is what my other wedding vendor friend does who's got bigger balls than I, um, because he works more on the rental event side of things. Um, so he knows like all the back doors to a lot of these venues where bridal shows are held. So he's always like, oh, let's just go in the service entrance. And I'm like, uh, I don't feel so comfortable with that. But that's how he goes in. Yeah, I would feel much, much more comfortable with smoke bombs. And maybe you have like another friend who creates a diversion at the front while you sneak in the service entrance. And then secretly you draw mustaches on all the photos that the other photographers have hung up. Well, right? Why are you, right? why are you being hateful to other photographers? 
but that is why you need the other four smoke bombs. Take out your biggest competition at the bridal show. Take them down. Can you imagine you're just sitting there at your booth in a bridal show and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, there's smoke everywhere. And you know, you can barely breathe. You're waving away the smoke. And when, when it's finally gone, you look and you're like, there's a mustache in every single one of my brides. And then you start flipping through the wedding albums and mustache, mustache is everywhere. I must rebrand. Yeah. I mean, you could just attract a lot of really <laughs> handsome brides. <laughs> it could work in your favor. You never know. I would love to see Burt Reynolds in a wedding gown. So, yeah. Mm. So tell me a little bit about why bridal shows don't work for you, Steve. The few times that we've done bridal shows, we haven't found them to be worth our time. I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this without sounding too... Douchey. Douchey. The few times we've done bridal shows, we found that we were the most expensive photographers at the bridal shows. And we found that the brides, for the most part, had budgets that were much lower than what we cost. So I don't want to say that bridal shows attract budget brides because I don't think that's true. I think there are all types of brides who go. But from my experience, I feel like we met a lot of people who were there budget shopping, trying to find deals and stuff. And we're, we're not really willing to knock our prices down enough to attract those types of brides that we were running into. Other people have, may have better success, more success, but we found that going to bridal shows, we were able to meet planners, we were able to meet people who run venues, we were able to meet, you know, just all sorts of other ven vendors, DJs, who else works at weddings, florists, caterers, you know, all types of people. And that was much more beneficial to our business, which is networking and getting to know other people in the business than necessarily going with the thought that we're going to book brides at the event. Yeah. No, I, I would second that completely. So, so much for this deep dive on bridal shows. Steve and Dustin are both surface level. No, I mean, I was going to say the same. So uh, we are actually thinking about doing a bridal show next year for that exact reason of the networking possibilities. I was going to do it this year, but with us having a child and we ended up, we always, it's notorious. So the big bridal show here in Fort Wayne, it always lands on a Saturday um, that we always book a wedding. The only reason I would do this particular one is because it's a two day bridal show. And I feel like if you're going to put a significant amount of money into a bridal show, I want it to be a multiple day event. How because, how many hours each day? Uh, this particular one was, I want to say four, four hours each day. Uh, so it's like a no noon to four each day. Sweet, sweet baby Jesus. Uh, how do you survive that? You bring in a camelback in, two, probably two camelbacks. What do you mean? Just, you know, water coming straight into your mouth no, I, all day long. I know long. what a camelback is. You got to stay hydrated I, when you're working that hard. Yeah, I don't know. I, I gotta, enjoy gotta the... Got to keep uh, the, uh, the throat wet so that you sound beautiful and glorious, uh, just like when you're podcasting with me. I always sound beautiful and glorious, Stephen. So what do you do if you start to, you know, get close to unconsciousness, you're passing out, and in front of you, you just see like a slushy stand? You run to the slushy stand. Mm, but that is going to be sand, and you are going to try to drink it, and you will die. <laughs> That's how bridal shows work. Um, but tis the season for bridal shows. So Steve and I wanted to give you guys, for those of you thinking about doing it, some pros and cons of why to or not to. Um, and the first reason I wanted to give for doing a bridal show is if A, you are new to the area or B, you're just starting off in an area. Um, I think it's, like Steve said earlier, a great way to network with other vendors, get sort of your feet wet. And also, uh, if you are charging at a lower price, you're going to attract um, a lot of brides at a high volume when you get that FaceTime at a bridal show. So question for you, just real quick. You meet a bride at a bridal show. Mm -hmm. Conversation's going great. She is great. your ideal client. 
Mm. It gets to the end of that conversation. She goes for the hug. Do you hug her? Yes. Trick question. You're still in the desert. That's a cactus. <laughs> you are dying, Dustin. You've been watching too much TV, Stephen. I just, you um, know, I, I know a desert when I see a desert. I, I think you just want to go to Arizona with me. No. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, moving on. Uh, so, Steve, what would be the next reason why to do a bridal show? You get all that good, good food. Mm. You walk around, there's going to be caterers there. Every single caterer, is they, they got samples. You try all that good, good food. You take it back to your booth. Nom, 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 nom. When the brides come up, you're just a little bit crummy. You're just a little bit crummy, but they understand. It makes you relatable. You're just so like Steve, them. Steve brought up a good point in the show notes that he hasn't talked about yet. And that is something I will talk about <laughs> to keep us on track and moving forward is uh, when negotiating your contract for a bridal show, uh, understand that this is a negotiation and you can pretty much wheel and deal depending on how much uh, leverage you have on the show, um, what you can get out of it. And something I always try to negotiate in is the ability to pick where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Show I'm going to be. And that's always been super helpful. However, one year it did backfire for me. And I picked to be next to this cookie place. Nice. Thinking, oh man, all these people are going to be coming by to get these cookies. And they brought the cookie an oven with them. The cookies burned, it caught fire. The whole place burned down around you. But these long rants of yours give me plenty of time to drink. But you had your smoke bombs. And because you had your smoke bombs, you also had your gas mask because you don't want to get caught up in the smoke and die when you smoke bomb a place because that is a real risk with uh, inhaling smoke in your lungs. You threw your gas mask on. You were able to make it out safe. You actually ushered a bunch of brides out. You were a hero. So this turned out really well for you, I feel like. You guys now know why Steve, this is why Steve has no longer been invited back to bridal shows. <laughs> um, but no, the cookie place never showed up. Apparently they donated <laughs> cookies to like the gift baskets for the show that like they hand out to the brides as they come in the door. And they were told and they could have a return, free booth. <laughs> Yep, exactly. They were told they could have a free booth, and they never showed up to utilize said booth. There's another hack for you. Volunteer to do headshots of the company putting on the bridal show in return for a free booth, and then just don't show up. <laughs> uh, but So what we did about halfway through the show when we realized they weren't going to show up is we kind of like utilized their space and realize that, yeah, having a double booth is superior to having a single booth. I thought maybe you sent your lovely wife out to the local store, told her to buy all the Oreos she could, come back, and on the table <laughs> just at put their, them booth, on their table, just make a giant stack. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Uh, Steve, I would love you that. Have been you there. come like around the corner, and you and Corinne have just built like an Oreo fort. And brides are just coming up, and they're basically playing Jenga, trying to get the Oreos out. And then coming over and touching my albums with Oreo crumbs all over their fingers. Um, I think it would be worth it for Oreo Jenga. No. So, Steve, when you guys did do a wedding bridal show expo uh, thingamabobber, uh, what did you guys bring? What did, you get, what did your set look like? Do you have pictures of this that we can post? I've got a picture somewhere. Um, Jen and her dad worked together to make a backdrop out of oh, but, wood. But Steve? Steve didn't make a backdrop? At the time, Steve was working 80 hours a week. So, no, he did not. Oh, the old 80 hours a week line. <laughs> this was before I was full-time with Jen. Yeah, I, I had like a real job and I couldn't help out with this stuff. Uh, the old real job line. Well, and I had to take care of Ian. Mm, the old Ian line. I have responsibilities, Dustin, and I oh, always have. the old responsibilities line. You millennials, you just don't understand, okay? Oh, we're all just millennials, Steve. Me included. <laughs> Jen and her dad built like a, a backdrop. It's made out of plywood and two by fours, and then they put like, um, 
it didn't look like plywood in two by fours. Like they put some sort of like wood thing over it. Then they applied some sort of thing so they could hang like photos off of it. We actually got a lot of compliments from other people there at the bridal show. I don't know, dude, we, we spent a lot of time and money on building a really cool booth and we used it like once or twice. And then we were like, well, that was a lot of uh, work setting it up and bringing it there is very heavy. And uh, then we never, never did it again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's actually why we did so many bridal shows was because, um, so I'm not handy. I am not crafty. Uh, that is not me very much like Steve, but I'm not going to say that's because I work 80 hours a week. It's just, I can't swing a hammer or drill a drill to save my life. I can't do those things either. Uh, Also side note though, you don't drill drills. That would kind of defeat the purpose. Like the drill does the drilling for you. You don't actually drill Uh, the drill. See, that's point, point and game. Um, but I was, uh, my my family, I have cousins that are very, you know, in the construction uh, industry type stuff. And I talked to one of my cousins and I was like, hey, how hard would it be to build a couple walls for me? And he's like, oh, not too bad. You know, a couple hundred bucks, no big deal. I said, oh, great. I'm going to do a bridal show right after Christmas time. Can you like just make a couple walls for me? Did he's he, like, yeah, sure. Did he frame them up and like drywall them or like were they more mobile than that? Because that was a problem with ours was it was really cool, but it wasn't very mobile. I was like, yeah. I was like, just, yeah, like three walls, you know, I'll, I'll get some paint for you. Um, it'll be sweet. And so I like show up to his like barn and to like drop off the paint and he has made like literal walls, like like you could put these up in your house. They were framed out to code because that's how he thinks when you say build me walls, they were walls. Well, to be clear, that's kind of your fault too for not specifying what you wanted. Well, I had told him, okay, they have to be transported there, <laughs> loaded in. And I don't know for those of you out there that don't know this, but drywall is not the most mobile friendly uh, thing. I mean, you get, drywall dust up the wazoo when you're trying to move drywall around um do you still have the drywall no so did you sledgehammer it apart when you were done with it or actually no i sold the booth to another photographer Um, nice we just gave our stuff to jen's parents and said that we thought they had wanted it because we didn't want to deal with trying to dump it somewhere Well, luckily I had uh, an aunt who had like a large garage that she didn't use. And I was able to con her into letting me like store it at her house in the off season. But we did three bridal shows with it. And, uh, and simply I did all three just because I was trying to get my money and time's worth out of, out of the actual walls. So the photographer that you sold it to, are they still doing bridal shows with it or have they trashed it since? They have trashed it since. Uh, how, how much money did you squeeze out of them? Uh, I think like uh, just a couple hundred bucks. Trick, but he trick had to question, come get though, it from the show. Wait, what? He had to come pick it up from the last <laughs> brown show I did. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Steve, what would you say the uh, the cost on averages you spent on like a bridal show? Oh, that's a great question, Dustin. And that is not information I have retained in my brain to this day. Yeah. I I want to say uh, the last bridal show we did, which would be like the biggest one here in Indiana, it was around $1,600 for the booth. And we were able to negotiate that in half mm-hmm. by doing, by like running an ad on their website or something. Um, or like their little magazine they do. Uh, so it was like, 800 bucks to be in the show got us a double booth which made it worth it i told her i wouldn't be in the show without a double booth uh (laughs) and i and the other crazy thing about bridal shows is then on top of renting you booth space which is just space on the ground um they then want to charge you for electricity so yeah yeah i'm familiar with this yeah so i always just plug into the person next to me um, what? <laughs> no, just kidding. I always negotiate in free electricity uh, when I'm dealing with bridal show contracts. Yeah, so it was about 800 bucks, and then the walls 
cost me, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks to put a fresh coat of paint on them. Um, I made a couple new albums so that, you know, a couple hundred bucks. So all in all, I probably dropped about $1,500 into the one we did in Indy. And so I knew I just needed to book at least one wedding, which we booked. We booked one wedding, singular, one from the show. And everyone would be like, oh my gosh, your booth is so great. And that doesn't matter, though, to brides. Uh, but you're too expensive. Coolness of booth does not mean that you end up booking. Ugh. I, I will say, fun fact, though, that I learned from that show is it's super helpful not that it really helped us much, but it is super helpful if you have a photographer of equivalent cost and style to you at the show. And then you guys have your dates of when you're booked and when you're not booked. And you can bounce brides back and forth to each other. Oh, I see. So now we're going back to the my sand desert metaphor. We're talking beach volleyball now. Beach volleyball. Except there's yeah. still no water. So it's really you, just desert volleyball. It really sounds like you need a vacation, Steve. <laughs> So many vacations. <laughs> really what it feels like right now. When's the last time you've gone on a vacation, Steve? Oh, no, no, not talking about this. It's going to make me sound like a <laughs> douchebag again. January. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> man, need one every month for I'm you, man. I'm just really trying to push this desert metaphor and I know that I'm going to edit this, so if it doesn't work and it's not funny to me by the end, I just cut it all out. But if, uh-huh. if it's not funny at the beginning, but it gets funny to me by the end, I leave it all in and I just make people sweat through it. Mm, drink their sweat. Which is something people do in the desert, sweating and drinking their sweat. <laughs> drink their sweat. A lot of sodium in there. Helps you retain your water. So yeah, we, so about $1,500 on average. I think 2000 to 1500 is a pretty good average, depending on how much you build or buy. 2000 1500 is a pretty good average for the cost of doing the bridal show? Show and like the stuff you bring. Okay. Maybe a little bit more depending. Like we had the, uh, already okay, built yeah. the walls. I was going to say we, we ended up booking two weddings from the show we did, but um, we booked one right like maybe within a month. And then the other one we booked like maybe three or four months later, but it was because of the bridal show that they ended up booking us. And when we booked the one, it was like, well, we broke even. So uh, one other hack that I just remembered that we did do uh, one year. We bought the, you can, a lot of times you can buy the bridal show list, which is the list of all the brides who came to the show, you know, that they like get, give their information when they're registering to come in. Um, We bought that list and then we, so when we sent out our email, we included a photo of our bridal show booth in the email and then brides would call us and they say oh yeah we saw you at the like because i always ask like oh where'd you hear about us and they'd be like oh we, we saw you at the bridal show and they're like and you sent us a really uh, spammy email that we really did not want and we hate you and we just called to tell you we're going to leave you a terrible review on facebook on yelp on everything uh, we're actually reporting you to the ripoff report and uh your business is about to tank ripoff report oh, yeah steven See, this is why you don't mess with Stephen Van Elk or the Wedding Photo Hangover. Because if you cross that line, he will burn you to the ground. First, he'll lob a few smoke bombs at you. Then he burns you to the ground. I mean, I'm adding new things to my playbook as the episode goes on. I'm probably going to build an Oreo fortress to protect myself during all this. And uh, I mean, I guess just mash up some of those Oreos and make some Oreo balls to throw at people. That's why, I I don't know if you guys know this, but Steve has this nickname called Double Stuffed Smoke Bomb. Uh, I do want to say that Double Stuffed Oreos are the only Oreos worth eating. Just pushing Uh, that one out there. Yeah, that's because some marketing genius was like, huh, I wonder if we put just a little bit of marshmallow and then charge double. How many people? Like single normal Oreos, not that great. Double Stuffed Oreos, best thing in the world. Then there's the mega stuffed Oreos, which is like two double stuffed together. And you'd think that's great, but that's actually an abomination. What you want to do is get two double stuffed Oreos. You uh, unscrew them and then put the two sides of the icing together. Now, that's that's terrific. That's fantastic. But a, a mega stuffed Oreo, which is technically two double stuffed Oreos put together, that's 
abomination. Just crazy town. It doesn't taste good. It's like the wrong I'm cut- stuff. I'm cutting all this out, Steve. Um, <laughs> so if you were doing a bridal show today, like today, like today, today. I think I'd probably bring some milk to go with the Oreos. I know that was your big question. What would you provide? What would you bring? Other than Oreos. <laughs> well, I would want, I would want my name in my face to really stick in with all the brides who are there. So I would just bring headshots and I would sign them all in advance. I'd set up a little booth, um, not, not like a real booth um, where I put a lot of time and thought into it, but really just like a table. And I'd have like, I'd hire a security guard to stand there and bounce people away and just be like, every time a bride walked by, just be like, oh yeah, next he'll, he'll take you now. And, and bring them up, and I'll just be like, and who am I making this out to? And then I'd sign it and give it to him, and I'd be like, uh, it's so great to meet you today. Um, did, you have a, did you have a copy of my work that you wanted me to sign? And they'd be like, nah, and I'd be like, well, you're in luck. When's your wedding date? Because you could book me. And then I'd flip that photo over that I'd sign. I'd take it back out of their hands real Contract. quick. And right on, Contract. And right on the back, I would just, you know, i put phone number, email address, and then I would slide my contract over to them if, you know, they were still willing. So that's how I would do it. How would you do it, Dustin? Uh, so I would probably, like, get some postcards made up with some um, typical photos that kind of show a couple or a wedding that I'm trying to attract. Um, and I would try to limit giving pricing at a bridal show. Um, because then what you're doing is you're giving into what the brides are after, which is shopping around, kicking the tires and trying to compare apples to apples. You don't want them to compare apples to apples. They want, you want them to compare you as a person to the other photographer as Who a person. Who are all apples. And it's like, mm, do I want a bite of Dustin or do I want a bite of this red delicious? But you don't want red delicious because red delicious actually has a really waxy skin. You want to go for that Gala apple or maybe like a Fiji apple, if you know what I'm talking about, Dustin. Granny Smith. You, you like that sour, that, that sour, sour taste? Mm. Yeah, I'm actually maybe. on board with that. That's pretty good, Granny Smith. I'd okay. go for that. All right. At first, um, I thought you were saying Randy Smith, and I was like, who is that? He, he's the guy who invented Oreos. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> toy <with> my heart. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, some postcards, some business cards, stuff like that. Uh, bridal shows are a great opportunity to really like fine-tune your branding, really kind of look into why you do weddings, and get your website copy all up to date, get everything you know put together. I would agree 100% with that, because the preparation you put in for doing a bridal show, because you know you're paying all this money, you're spending all this time on it, you really end up looking at your entire business, thinking to yourself, how am I marketing myself? How am I attracting the right kind of brides? And I mean, I'm not saying you have to do a bridal show to take a good, hard, serious look at your business, but it is a side effect of doing a bridal show for most people. And I feel like that can be really helpful to you going forward. Agreed. Um, yeah. So long story short, uh, Dustin, hold on. We're hitting the bottom of the dive, Steve. We are at the bottom of the dive. Yeah, no, it's cool. I want to hit the. I want to hit the bottom. Um, maybe. Oh, I'm drowning. I am drowning here at the bottom. Oreos in the desert. There's a desert at the bottom of the ocean. Damn it, Dustin! You took my desert thing away from me. <laughs> that's what I do, Steve. You know, the middle of the ocean is basically a desert. So, gosh, that's why I wanted to take well, it before you got there, this Steve. All well, all so well together. Like an Oreo ocean, too, really, if you think about it. Damn it. No, that's too far. Too far. <laughs> well, I don't know how many Oreos you bring, Dustin. I mean, what I was going to ask you is, on the subject of Oreos, apples, um, other things like that, do you... No, there, there wasn't a subject of Oreos, apples. Do you have candy? Do you have snacks? Uh, we typically bring a bowl of M&M's, peanut butter, to be specific. Uh, am I blowing up our spot on the next episode? Uh, I like to weed out all of the uh, peanut allergy brides right off the bat. <laughs> oh, man. Or kill them if you don't tell them it's <laughs> peanut butter. Jeez, Dustin. That's, that's sadistic. That's cruel. I know. It's sort of an odd thing about me. A murderous streak about I you. Just try to, wow. you know, call it natural selection. 
<laughs> Darwinism at its finest. Dustin, is there anything else you wanted to say about bridal shows specifically? Yeah, I would be curious for the listeners out there who have done bridal shows and done them um, successfully. I would really love to see what your booth looks like. Um, being someone that might hopefully, if I can bring myself around to doing it, uh, I'd like to do one next year just for funsies. And we all know that Dustin is all about that booth. So uh, go ahead and send us your booth photos. I'm all about that booth, about that booth. P- picks please, everyone. Picks please. Yeah, I would like to see some pictures, uh, especially inexpensive, but yet really cool setups. And Oreo fortresses. And Oreo fortresses. I've got a fetish, guys. I got to tell you. And uh, <laughs> I need those photos. Steve, I'm just picturing this Steve in like a bathtub full of like whole milk with like a like a piece of plank wood across the tub and just like him playing with Oreos. Let's move on. Dustin, we've talked a lot about bridal shows. We've done a real deep dive. We've gone into the desert. We've seen the mirage of Oreo fortresses in the desert. I've ate a lot of those. I have a lot of sand mm. in my mouth now. Mm, a, few, a few little cactus bits as well. Let's move on. Let's do some Q&A. Let's Listener, Mr. Evan Dawson on Twitter and on Instagram too. He is moving to a big, big city and he's going to be working for a coffee company. He was contacted recently and they asked if he could do photos for that coffee company's website. They contacted him and said, hey, before this starts, we know you're a photographer and we want to get some shots done for our website and other promotional stuff. Can we get you to come so in this, and do those so, shots? Okay, okay. Before I'm, you I'm start working now. for us. Right, right. I'm tracking now. So this is above and beyond his nine to five, but they want to pay him the nine to five rate. Yes. Okay, okay. I'm tracking now. It's, it reminds me of a situation my, my friend ran into. Uh, he was a photographer, a very, very talented photographer, um, but he needed a nine to five when he moved to San Francisco. So he got a job as a like entry level, like graphic designer mm-hmm. and they, they, his company would constantly play this card where they'd be like, Hey, you're also a photographer. Um, we've got like this famous person coming in. Can you just snap a couple pictures of him? Like wearing the headphones? Mm -hmm. because it was a headphone company for the first few he was like oh yeah sure because he liked taking pictures and that's how these kind of companies take advantage of you because most photographers do photography because they love doing it so any break from what you normally do to do photography you'll gladly take um so where this situation sort of differs from his which for him it led to him getting fired because I finally was that little birdie in his ear saying, dude, you've got to stand up for yourself and stop letting them walk all over you. So just before we go any further, Evan, if you are listening, Dustin's planning to get you fired. <laughs> no, I mean, so <laughs> it's this is a tricky situation because I would say take the photos, but definitely don't take the photos for $10 an hour as an employee. I would simply come across as professional as you can and say... You know, I'd be happy to take the photos for you. Here are my rates for employee headshots and lifestyle uh, commercial shots or whatever you want to categorize what you're doing as. And then uh, send them some examples or whatever if you want. Mm-hmm. And if they're cool paying it, you know, roll with it. But that will set the standard up front for when they want to try to do it later on. Um, versus it's a slippery slope if you do it for $10 an hour now. You know, a month or two from now, they'll be like, oh, man, we really need some more social media stuff. Evan, that stuff you shot was great. Uh, Let's go ahead and get some, you know, while you're on your lunch break today, we're going to, you know, have Johnny make up some coffees. If you could just grab some photos for us, that'd be that'd be swell. And then now there's that always that expectation. And it's it's companies like this that have actually really diluted photography as a profession I thought it was iPhones that diluted photography as a profession in Instagram. Well, iPhones haven't helped, but yeah, <laughs> less companies, <laughs> companies are hiring less and less photography wise because they can just talk their employees into doing it with their iPhones or their cameras. And it's good enough for what they need. 
I would, if you feel passionate enough about it, I would definitely stand up and say, well, here are my rates. So, I mean, Dustin, do you want to know what, what I told Evan? The advice that no. maybe he acted no. on, maybe he didn't? No, not really, but sh- please share. I'm just <laughs> over here in the desert. Ah, <laughs> uh, desert full of Oreos. Damn, I'm jealous. Mm, just bathing in this fake water. So, I told Evan... Because he he was seriously in a conundrum because he, like he felt like he needed to rent equipment to do this, so I said, you know, in the words of the great Dustin McKibben, one of my favorite photographers of all time, and definitely absolutely one of the best advice givers I've ever met. And this is you know this is going to recycle an old thing we've said many times, and I feel bad for saying it, but Evan, how hungry are you? <laughs> how hungry are you, Evan? <laughs> How how hangry are you, Evan? Well, he's not getting hangry. He's not angry. Oh, he might be getting angry. Depends depends how they respond to him. But I told him it, it depends on how, how hungry he is. Like, this is something he could put in his portfolio. But I told him he definitely cannot rent equipment to do this shoot if they're paying him at that. Yeah. So I told him he needs to set boundaries. And if he's comfortable doing this at his normal rate, that's fine. But tell them what you need. Tell them you can't do the shoot without it, and then tell them what the price is going to be, and go ahead and add, you know, 10, 15% to those rental prices so you do make a little extra money, right? Yeah. I feel like that's pretty normal in the business. Absolutely. And then you could shoot it for $10 an hour. And, you know, I, I just explained to him, then he sets the precedent, like, if they just want one or two photos, it's not going to be worth it because they're going to have to rent equipment in the future from him or he's going to have to rent it and then charge them a rental price or whatever. I mean, I, I tried to push him towards just saying it's going to cost this much money, but I don't want to get Evan fired or not hired. However, it'd be considered since he technically wasn't working there yet at the time. So he's got to do what he's got to do. You know, it's uh it's up to him, but it's a tough decision to make. Evan, get back to us. I'd like to hear where you went, what you did, uh, how it went. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, Melissa from the Facebook group says, should I do a bridal show or should I advertise on the knot? Uh, man, that is, that's a tricky question uh, because I don't do either. So <laughs> I would say, Melissa, don't... I mean... The Knot and Wedding Wire are two very popular wedding networks. And from what I've been told by other photographers, it really depends on your market. There's certain markets that Wedding Wire and The Knot are like a bride's one-stop shop. It just depends on how invested The Knot and Wedding Wire are in that market. So, for example, mm-hmm. I live in, in a what I would call a secondary market, which is not as big as like a primary market as like Stephen is in. So, Wedding Wire and The Knot are putting zero time and energy into my market. I don't think they're even putting time and energy into Indy. Correct. Indy doesn't meet their, qu- you know, their quota for population density for them to even care as much as like a Chicago or a Cleveland. But... You know, it's just not as prominent for us. So I would say your money would be much better spent in like Google AdWords or Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising. Uh, Social media marketing is way more uh, targeted and cost effective than I feel like dropping $1,000 on a yearly subscription with The Knot or $1,500, $2,000 on a bridal show would be. Plus, but it, uh, if you do go the not route, you're missing out on what we said was the best part of doing a bridal show, which is networking with other vendors. You don't get that if you're on the not. The not has like zero presence in Indiana. Indiana. Wedding Wire has a little bit of a presence in Indy, don't they? I don't know. We don't advertise with either one. We found from talking to other people who did that it's kind of the same problem as bridal shows had where we were priced much higher than what the people who were doing well on those things were priced at. So we felt like we were kind of priced out of doing well and like it wouldn't really be worth our money. Hey, while we're, while we're on the topic, I know this is backtracking a little, but I'd just like to get your thoughts on this. 
uh, because we typically are yin and yang on most things. Should we mix apples and Oreos when we're having a snack? And my answer, Dustin, to that is absolutely. If you can, crush up those Oreos and make like an Oreo apple, you know, kind of like a candy apple with a caramel. What, what about like an apple pie with an Oreo crust? I mean, that does with, and then sound, use the marshmallows as like a cream on top. That does sound like the most terrible thing in the world, and I would eat <laughs> the shit out of it. I think we can both agree to that. And also, can we yeah. can we go ahead and just put this on the record? The middle of the Oreo, that's not marshmallow. That's their own proprietary filling. I don't know what's in that. It could be plastic. It could be uranium. All I know is it's so good in my tum-tum. Pretty sure it's yoga mats. But anyways, I wanted to ask you, so I had had this idea a while back and I've gotten mixed reviews from people about it. I'd, I'd lo- I love the idea of a bridal show where instead of mixing the vendors throughout, so like you have everyone separated, mm-hmm. you put all the photographers in one section, all the caterers in one section, like everyone is categorized and put together based on what oh my gosh Dustin I love this idea it's bridal show hunger games you have to decide (laughs) are you going to band together with the other photographers or are you going to try to take them out yes (laughs) because if you take them out then you're up against all the caterers and you got nobody left on your team am I right but if you don't take them out then after all the caterers are dead and gone you got to kill your photographer friends who you just murdered a bunch of caterers with so, I mean, when I brought this idea up to... You thought to yourself, don't murder the caterers first. They make the food. We want to keep them alive. Get them to bake some stuff, roast some stuff, you know, so we can Roast eat some good. photographers. <laughs> Light them up. But yeah, when I brought this up to other photographers, they didn't like the idea uh, because they thought it would it would prevent entry-level photographers from doing bridal shows knowing that they were going to be placed potentially next to a photographer 10 years their senior no they didn't like the idea because they foresaw the hunger Games scenario i played out where they're going to be directly competing with all the people right next to them they wanted they wanted to have a few softballs in there but no no it's not slow pitch it's going to be fast pitch and they're all yeah they're all coming in hard that's how i like it i know you like it hard buddy so do you like or dislike that? Would you do a bridal show knowing that all the photographers were going to be in one section? Why the hell not? Yeah, see? I think that that would just would be, a, be a chance to dominate. Go in there, uh, you know, just blast some childish Gambino from uh, my speakers <laughs> in my booth. Just drown everybody else out around me. Probably uh, coordinate with the DJs in the Hunger Games scenarios so that I could uh, effectively have some noise warfare going on um i would of course bring earplugs because i'm planning ahead for this situation yeah yeah maybe maybe partner with some wedding bands actually because you know their instruments could become weapons you could swing a guitar right at somebody's head like an axe absolutely but yeah i thought that would be a cool idea i'm still kicking around the idea of doing my own bridal show someday but who like knows? you're going to host your own bridal show yeah, I think it would be fun. The Dustin McKibben Wedding Expo Experience. Dun, dun, dun. Brought to you by the Wedding Photo Hangover. Oh, hell yeah. There's going to be a lot of alcohol there. Sarah from Facebook group says, I've been emailing a bride back and forth that was referred to referred to me by a really good friend. I met the bride this past weekend at a bridal show. And she emailed me the next day saying she wanted to move forward. Yay! I emailed her. Yay! Just what the next steps were and how the process works. But, and here's a big but, nothing has been signed. You like big butts. And I cannot lie, nothing has been signed. These other brothers can't deny. Can't deny it. This weekend, I also had great friends get engaged. And they set their date for the same one as the bride I met this weekend. Dun, dun, dun. And they want me to capture their day as well. I guess I'm just not sure what to do. Could anyone help and give me a little advice? Yeah, that's easy. If you don't have a contract signed, you take the other wedding. 
All right. Next question. Yeah. I mean, it's really about good friends versus great friends. And you're going to go with your great, great friends over your good, good friends every single time. Every single time. But in the interest of maybe your great friends moving their date or canceling, you could always give the good friends bride a heads up. Or you could say to your great friends, oh, I'd love to shoot your wedding, but I'm actually already booked that day. We are such great, great friends, and I know you'd want me at your wedding no matter what. So what about the next weekend? Mm -hmm. I mean, I had this situation arise uh, where uh, I had someone interested in booking us, and then one of my wife's friends got engaged um, shortly after and asked us to shoot the wedding. And it was sort of this odd um, thing where I did not like the pressure of pressuring my friend into like, hey, you really need to pick a wedding date if you want us to shoot your wedding because we're super booked up. And sure enough, they picked a date we were, I don't want to say booked because we had a bride that wanted us but hadn't signed a contract yet. And I just simply said, you know what, I don't want to deal with this stress. And we took our friends and I told this other bride, uh, hey, you haven't signed a contract with us. I'm so sorry. I'm happy to refer you to a number of people, but um, she's still very bitter to us to this day. Did she give you a bad review on Facebook? No, no, not a bad review, but uh, we ended up... Did she blow up your spot on the ripoff report? We, we ended up doing her brother's wedding uh, a few years later. Oh, how did you swing that after she was so pissed? Uh, because the brother, I don't know. We're just the best, Steve, and the brother wanted the best, just like the sister did. Mm, because Dustin McKibben's so smooth. He just slid into the brother's DMs. He was like, hey, it's me, Smooth Dustin. Hit me up. So, such a smooth operator. No, I honestly don't even know if he knew that we were uh, trying to do his sister's wedding, or the sister was trying to get us to do her wedding, rather. And that, um, yeah, it was just an, a little bit awkward when she was like, hey, do you remember me? you didn't shoot my wedding four years ago. And you were like, but you had such great photos, right? Yeah, she was like, nope. Ouch. Yeah. Get what you pay for. Moving on, moving on. Katie from the Facebook group says, help! I've decided to be a vendor at three of the area's largest bridal shows this year. After one yesterday... I now feel like there is absolutely no hope. Nearly every bride that I spoke to has a family friend, a.k.a. Uncle Bob, with a nice camera shooting their wedding. Can I just say real quick, Steve, it's I would say that we are out of the Uncle Bob era and now we're into like the cousin Angela era. Whatever you want to say, buddy. I don't think anybody knows what a cousin Angela is. Meaning that it's someone younger, a millennial with like a camera and a 50 millimeter lens typically than it is an Uncle Bob with a big old camera. And his kit lens and his direct flash. Yeah. How on earth do I explain to these brides that they aren't going to be happy with Uncle Bob's pictures unless Uncle Bob or Cousin Angela is an established photographer <laughs> in the, and she, she does swear a little bit here. <gasps> shitty pictures that are being taken Whoa. from cousin Anjabob aren't Anjabob. going to tell the story of their day or capture the emotion between the couple. Does anybody have a line or statement that they say when they are told that a family friend with a nice camera is going to shoot their wedding? What you got for me mm. doesn't hit me up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it goes back to what I was just saying. You get what you pay for. That's it. I mean, it's it's something that you're always going to be dealing with as a photographer uh, in the wedding industry. And honestly, the people that are using the Uncle Bobs or cousins or friends or whatever. I think we've established this now based on what you said. It's Cousin Anjabob. Cousin Anjabob. Um, that those aren't your brides. You want the bride who wants and values good photography and that sees that in your work over cousin Angebob and, and aunt Bob Jilla. 
Bob Jalal. I like that one. Cousin, Uncle, and Jabob. Because <laughs> it's a real, it's a really real great family, <laughs> close knit, very tight, real bundle of joy. But yeah, so I mean, it's something I've had to deal with in the past when uh, we ran into a situation where a bride's sister was going to book us and the mom straight up to my face told me, I gave my daughter the option of I would pay for you guys to shoot her wedding or she could have this like cake cake from Indianapolis brought into Fort Wayne that she loved (sighs) and she chose the cake over us. And so at that point, I hit kind of that point, crossroads, whatever you want to call it, where I was like, not everyone values good photography. It's just not a priority for everyone. And then you were like, um, excuse me, uh, do you have a peanut allergy? Wait, don't answer that. Just eat this <laughs> real quick. <laughs> exactly. And then I shoved it in her wedding cake. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> No, I I realized that that wasn't my bride, Katie from Facebook. Well, Katie from Facebook is not on blast here. Come on. Katie from Facebook is no. just asking about Uncle Cousin Manjabob. Yeah. Well, so I'm 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 educating Steve and when I get up on my soapbox, there's no there's no blast mode taken off. All right, doesn't this this is our last question. We got to wrap it up after this. Natty from Facebook groups. I was doing a bridal show and a potential client had food in her teeth. Should I have told her? Nope. Move on. But then she goes to the next booth, which is another photographer who's very close to you. Style wise, price wise. That photographer looks at her and goes, I can't believe DJ DMAC attack didn't tell you that. You got a little Oreo in your teeth. And that's when I simply say to them from across the hall, across the show, I respect them regardless of whether they got a missing tooth or not. (laughs) So that's how bad the Oreo is. Good, good. Yeah. I'm glad we had that established. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Picturing that hill jack look. So then you book Cousin Anjabob. (laughs) Cousin Anjabob. Comes full circle. Hashtag. Um, great. That was a great segment. There, Dustin, it has been questions. a good, good, good night um, with you. Thanks for real, listening to another episode quick, of the Wedding real, Photo Hangover Podcast <laughs> with your host, Dustin and Steve. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. You can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at Stephen Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Another wedding. Also, guys, next week was going to be a really exciting episode here at the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. Uh, Stephen and I have the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with photographer and podcaster Nathan Mitchell. Uh, It's going to be a great conversation. I highly encourage you to take a listen. You don't have to say it's going to be a great conversation. We are we have little little peek behind the curtain here, as Dustin likes to say. Uh, We've done the interview already. It was a great conversation, and we're just holding it because Dustin might have a baby any day now. We're trying to give him some time off. I wasn't there for half of it, so I'm excited to listen to it myself. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. Perfect, man. I'll see you next week. Have a great night. Uncle Cousin Manjabob.